Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. PJ, when I think of this podcast, my nipples get hard, my guy. This is, uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about Media Day. It uh, was, uh, some very odd things happen over the last few days. I'm in a really weird place with everything that's going on in Minnesota right now, both NBA related and not NBA related. What's going on, my guy? I hate the state of Minnesota. I'm, uh, every, all the laughing I was doing about the Jimmy Butler stuff, I feel vindicated by because the Vikings ruining my, basically any faith I had in the state of Minnesota was, was ruined yesterday or on Sunday, whatever. Two days ago. Two days ago. It seems like it was yesterday. Yes, the uh, Minnesota Vikings were upset by the Buffalo Bills, and yeah, we I, may have been may have allocated may some have may have placed some wagers the on there, may have used them in a confidence pool that's costing me more beer than you know I what the, wanted, and I'm just the NBA season is three weeks away, so we'll yeah, have our, right. we'll have ample opportunities to get that money back. We'll be fine, but. Before we get into so media I'm not day sorry coverage, about Jimmy. I'm not yes. sorry about Jimmy. Before we get to get into media day coverage, when you and I did a podcast last week, we talked about the meeting that was going to be happening between Tibbs and Jimmy in L.A. What was going to come out of it? Uh, and I turned out to be right. This is yeah. uh, <laughs> Jimmy is he, is not going to be a T Wolf by the end of this season. I'd be willing to bet my net worth on that and I, I know that may not be saying a lot but uh it's uh what kind of odds do you think you'd get on that i don't think you get very good odds they <laughs> minus 500 i would you get a higher return on that bet or are the timberwolves going to get a higher return on actually trading jimmy like what they get I back i feel from. like the t- i think the timberwolves will get more back than my return on on that bet but yeah uh, let's, i would too i would agree yeah, yeah. And, and let's let's talk about it because i don't really i don't know you know he came out and said that there were three teams that he was willing that he would would be his preferred destinations to go to those being uh the the nets the knicks and i'm blanking on the third one all of a sudden it was nets knicks clippers thank you so la la or new york Hollywood Jimmy yep. or big big city big apple Jimmy, which was a little surprising. Was his, it? his apprehen his apprehension towards the Lakers was I guess was the surprising piece. Well, him wanting to him wanting to go to the Knicks was not surprising. He wants to go to a place where he can secure his his max contract. He's he's made that very clear. Which is hey, I'm not going to default him for that, but I no longer want to. But you, I I can't really uh, get. On Jimmy's side, then, when he's leaving and he's critical of, you know, Cat and, and Wiggins and saying they're soft and not really believing in them. Uh, I mean, if he wants to get his bread and wants to get his bread and he wants to make, you know, as much money and live in a city he enjoys with, that's fine, man. But, like, we talked about last week, my biggest frustration with him, it's just he says one thing, he means another. Uh, 
And this is the Jimmy went to the superstar playbook and he pulled out the demand to trade play. And so that's what we're experiencing. But, I mean, dude's just not a, a, a super honest, real person. He just he says stuff and it's contradicting because I know it's not popular, but you can do it in a way where it's, yeah, I want to be in a big market. I want to be in a city a bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish I hadn't left Chicago you know, or something. I mean, but he wants to enjoy his time, and I'm I'm cool with that. I mean, I I think he's he deserves that. But yeah, this is just like a we're gonna see this more and more often. Yeah, any play I, any player that's going into the the like, if you have oh, three plus years on your contract left, it's you have you don't have a ton of leverage there because that team could literally say, look, we can literally keep you and you can hold out and not play for the next three years, but. Anything two years or less, it's within that team's best interest to trade you and try to get value for you. Yeah, and um, there's certain teams it's value it to make sense to trade for. I, but it's become more. I mean, teams are getting smarter with the idea, and this is what the Wolves are going to have problems with is giving up assets for a guy that's going to become available in a year, especially because they're with some of these teams they're targeting guys that. They're make they have they'll have max cap space available, so they can just acquire them that way and keep their pieces and those younger assets, creating that nest for a superstar to come in, and then you're able to keep your young guys, sign them under a cap. The you'd be in the luxury tax, but you're able to with those bird rides. I'm a. But Jimmy's Jimmy doesn't have the leverage a little bit in the way that we talked about last week is that if he wants to really maximum he wants to get his maximum deal, uh and I mean the Wolves really don't owe anything to him to trade him to a spot that's he's gonna want to resign to. Right. And that was gonna lead me to a question, which is what what is the likelihood that he gets traded to one of those three spots? I think that it's it's vastly more likely he goes elsewhere because the Heat are interested. Yeah, the and Heat I think are. that there there are other teams that are more in contention that are willing to take the risk on getting Jimmy, just like the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder took a risk in trading for Paul George, knowing that his preferred destination was L.A. Uh, to go get Jimmy and and try to contend for a championship slash a deep playoff run this year, right? Yeah. So I, the Heat I, seem like that team. The Heat would be – I think the Heat are that, that landing spot. Or there's a – I can't really think of it. The only other team I really could think of, and I'm not sure how you would do it, but um, like Portland would make sense to me in some ways. Of what I, I was trying to think of other teams that are conceivably – have guys closer to Jimmy's age and are in more of that win now mentality. Uh, Portland's got some bad deals, got some contracts that could work out, well, but I, there's nothing going to be a return that's going to be something that Minnesota wants back. Yeah, unless they're willing to give up CJ, which that's it's not going to happen. I don't think. Right, that's the other P I thought would be you, but I don't know if Jimmy would want to resign with Portland, and they're not going to do that if they're not going to get that guarantee. Because I think Portland's pretty comfortable riding with that backcourt for a, a little bit. Now, <laughs> they're, now they're this is this very is, content this, there. Let's talk about this for a second because this is very interesting. It came out today. Woj reported that Sacramento might be 
kind of a third party that's coming in into this whole thing that could kind of take in some of these uh, take into some of these terrible contracts which hey the, the T-Wolves got one the Trailblazers have two in particular that I'm thinking thinking of Gorgie. Evan Turner yeah Evan Turner and Gorgie for the yeah, I mean, if you're able to get unload the the Gorgie contract and get rid of Butler, like that's almost like, that's a beneficial. Well, I, outcome. I was gonna say from from Portland's standpoint, though, if you and like, the, this this is a the Miles turn, dream. the Miles the Myers Leonard contract, right? But if you're Portland and you can some somehow come out of this that you flip CJ for Jimmy. And you get offloading a contract, and if you're Minnesota, you're offloading Jimmy for CJ, and you're offloading Gorgie Jang. Everybody's winning there, except that obviously the both of those, like Portland and Minnesota, are giving a pick to Toronto to take those contracts. Now Gorgie, I think has two years left. I think Evan Turner has two. Myers Leonard, I think has two as well. I'm not sure which of those is more likely. Personally, if you're getting Gorgie, you're probably asking for Evan Turner. If you're sacked down, um, that's a bizarre team. That's yeah. not going to happen here. No. But the more likely scenario is that the T-Wolves partner with a team like <clears throat> Miami get a solid player or two from them, which like, I was thinking about this, like if this deal is going to work, what's realistically going to make this work for them? It's something and that Tibbs I, is okay with. <laughs> well, what are like? first of all, I, I think that – I don't know. I guess I don't know how likely it's going to be, but I think there's a decent chance that Tibbs is no longer their coach when this trade, when this trade happens, or shortly thereafter. I don't know how Tibbs plays in all of this, but the only player, like, I guess Col- Kelly Olenek is is okay. His contract not is not awful. But if I'm the T Wolves, I'm trying to get Bam. Bam is who I like. I need him in this they ain't trade. That up. No and way, I don't dude. think, and I don't think the Heat are willing to do that. No, there's no way they're giving. No, no. You agree with me though, right? That like, if you're the T Wolves, that's that's a piece you're trying to get. Bam is. I was really impressed. With I I year. feel like a very Tibbs dude is Justice we Winslow and Josh week. Richardson. Like those the are heat. two dudes that Tibbs wants. So Josh, Rich, if you can get Josh Richardson, I'm fine with that too. I'm I don't really think. That, but I heard today the Heat won't give up Josh Richardson. Mm. See, then I don't think it's. I think it's a non-starter. Then, <laughs> yeah, like if you're not exactly. willing, if, if you're not, if you're not willing to get a Bam or Josh Richardson, I need one of those two pieces. I don't. You're definitely not getting Bam. I saw I, a report. I saw a report this week that Hassan Whiteside and Justice Winslow were on the table. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> like, what is that even? Like Hassan Whiteside, they're begging to give that guy. Oh well, yeah. Uh, and Justice Winslow, like, I know he's a Duke guy. I know you love him. I was high on him coming out of college. I still think that he could have he's such a, a solid dude, career. Though. He's such a Tibbs dude. But do you give up Jimmy Butler for Justice Winslow? And I mean, they'd have to throw another contract to make it work. They'd have to give up Tyler Johnson. They'd have to give up Kelly yeah. Olenek. And I think that it's, if it's – that's just a mess. That's not a good return. You're, you're – no. that is a that is a – you're in trouble if you take Tyler Johnson's contract on. I know I, I like Tyler Johnson in a vacuum. I think he's a good player. I don't think that he's worth almost almost thirty forty million dollars over the next two years. No, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to try to make that case either. Uh, I it's it's 
overall, I mean, a lot of sides really don't have a great any any great leverage, and that's the one piece of this that I don't really understand from Jimmy's side is why he's do he the timing of him doing it and why he did it now because if he's was is really all about that money should have been doing this at the start of the summer when they could have when the draft before the draft and there were more options and before people signed places because Oh, we talked about this when this was all going down. That right, day. but I'm just saying, like, it's... But we were kind of speculating why he wanted... We thought it was more just relationship-wise. He isn't... And there was the idea, oh, maybe he wants to be competitive and win and go somewhere where he can, you know, be competitive right now and win. He doesn't see a future. But pretty much, like, what he said and what's come out is he wants get his... He wants to get his max deal. He wants to be in a place he enjoys playing. Yeah, so taking a step back for a second, too. So he, he did ask... For the Timberwolves to restructure his contract, right? To pay him essentially a max starting this next season, the 2018-2019 season. Right. But and wouldn't that have fucked with Cat's contract? Well, they just would have been heavily into the luxury oh, tax at that point. I gotcha. Yeah. Right. That would have yeah. pushed them up to uh, over 140 million dollars in, in salary this year, which would have been a pretty serious problem. But yeah. You know, if you're Glenn Taylor, little surprised that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how big of a contention that was. Maybe, maybe well, they. Just, well, they didn't want. They didn't want to give him the max either. Is the other piece. Which I don't agree with. I understand the guy's old, but if with the market like the small market team, you got to take risks like that. I just don't think that you can afford not to. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to think you, what you gave Jeff Teague, but you're not willing to give that kind of... Jimmy would obviously get more than Jeff Teague, but, like, yeah, you're not willing to commit to a much better player like Jimmy. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it's uh, it, it's one of those things, like, I don't think this is going to get done before the season, though, is my... Jimmy's not at camp, but I don't... Like, how he's positioned this, it just doesn't... I, I think so. You think it gets done before the start of the season? Yeah, I think. I just I don't see a clear fit where it's going to be. I don't know what deals are on the table, so it's tough to say. All I know is that that it seems as though the T Wolves are pretty adamant about getting rid of Diang's contract along with trading Jimmy, which I think is really smart. Yes. At the very least, if you can get something in return for Jimmy, even if it is. Even if it is a, a draft pick, a first rounder on a good team that's in the late first round, I don't think you're or if it's a, a pick, or if it's a, a it, pick. or if it's built a, a building block, somebody that's in the league already uh, that you can kind of that's kind of a project. No, if you can trade I, Jimmy to get somebody like that, that is like I, I guess if you can get an, an asset for him and unload uh, Gorgie Jiang, that's okay. Like Why? you. They're gonna they're gonna have a tough time this year, but they're gonna have cap room in two years, and then they can rebuild. So my my question to you though is like, with the how it's positioned right now, if it's if it's because Glenn Taylor's told all the owners the owners meeting like yes we're accepting offers on Jimmy, but he's directing everyone to have their front offices contact Tibbs, and that's the piece where I'm not sure because I think Tibbs is in a win now mode, so. 
I don't know if he's going to want a project unless there's really a guy he thinks that if he brings in, he can fix and he thinks will work for his system. And they'll just perform better than the team. But I think he's going to try to take like a – he's going to try to find the more like established vet, someone that he's – he knows and is confident in and can just plug in for Jimmy's spot. And you're essentially – which is why Glenn Taylor is saying contact him for trades, which is why I think that Tibbs is not going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves this season. That would be they, wild. I mean, if T- if Jimmy is gone, they will not get a return for him that will make the Wolves a contender in the West. And when I say, I guess when I say a contender, I mean a contender for the playoffs. I don't, obviously don't mean a contender to win the West. They That offer I don't think is out there. Like, I don't think that there's a Victor Oladipo type trade waiting to get for yeah. Jimmy in in this, especially if you're trying to offload Jang in this. Because when OKC traded for Victor Oladipo, I think they looked at Victor Oladipo as like, okay, we're loading, we're offloading this contract because they signed him to an extension. That we're getting rid of this contract extension, or we're getting rid of this money. In actuality, it ended up being kind of a steal for the Pacers to get that talent at that price before the cap is going to continue to raise over the next few years. So that's not going to happen with the T-Wolves. It's a different situation. Jimmy's kind of cheap right now. Uh, Gory Jiang is making almost as much money as he is. So offloading that contract and trading Jimmy, the return the Timberwolves are going to get is very, very minimal. Very yeah, but I, still think, I, I just I, I don't, don't think you're this, gonna get a pick. So I don't think I think there's more realistic chance like you would get, not to say like this specific guy, but like a guy like Evan Turner. Like you would get like I could see I'd see Tibbs trying to get something like that almost for Jimmy. At wow, this point. I'm gonna you I'm gonna cry if that happens. If I'm not trade, say, I'm not saying specifically Evan Turner because I don't think of Portland. We just talked through I, that like, but I'm saying like that kind of a dude in like that level. That fifty to that seventy five to fifty range. I mean, like uh, real even thinking of it more like tips get freaking Robert Covington. I think he would honestly be stoked about something like that. I would be happy with that. If the T Wolves got a return in Rocco, got rid of Jimmy, and then they got rid of Diang in the process as well, that's fine. I think that Robert Covington is a guy that you can at least. He can be your starting small forward. He's, he was, I think, second team all defense last year in the NBA. He's a good player. He's a three. He is a a good version of a three and D guy. The T Wolves need spacing. That's fine. He's a spotty up. He's a streaky three and D guy. Streaky, but someone that you can put in there that is going to space the floor. You can't leave him wide open out there, right? Yeah, so depends what kind of streak he's on. I guess. Yeah, I guess you gotta gotta see if the first what? one goes in or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, we there's just there's there's not really a clear. I'm I will admit we don't I'm have enough. Bi- in- I'm a little biased towards Robert Covington. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm, fan. I'm I'm less. I'm I well. I made a very good. I was on an. I had an argument that he wasn't. Someone was trying to tell me at one point he was a top fifty player, and I spent a Friday night doing an exercise of which folks yeah into my fun Friday night plans. Sometimes I spent a Friday night naming fifty players I thought were better than Robert Covington, and. Proved the the group of friends I was with that I was like make an argument with any of these players in this name that you think they're better than Robert Covington. They couldn't name one, so that's, oh, that's why the, you know we the big boys got the big NBA podcast. You know that we're not we're not yet on the athletic, but 
They're they're sweeping up everyone, so we might be next ultra. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I want to move on to the fun part of this story. Yeah, if we can, because I'm not. I'm kind of like my brain's hurting thinking about trying to trade this because it just there's not a clear fit. It's a little complicated. Uh, it, a little. It's super. I mean, there's. This is the the messiest of messy stuff, and I'm especially if I am, you take if you take not like. There's just I think that it's a bit of a mind fuck in the NBA right now because teams don't know if it's worth taking a chance on a guy that's in a Paul George esque situation. The Raptors just did it with Kawhi. Now you I think have the Jimmy. Raptors. Did you see that Ringer article? <laughs> the Raptors should go for it. Like yes, Jimmy, I saw. Yes, I saw. I that would. Too. I think Pablo Ogetti wrote that one, and yeah. I, I don't necessarily disagree with it. And that is a team that has the assets that could trade. For Jimmy, so uh, I mean, if you can get him without trading OG, then oh yeah, yeah I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to with OG though. But who knows? That would be like that's the one I was. I was more of if I'm the if I'm the Raptors, I kind of put all the chips in there. Like that's a good incentive, I think, for them. Uh, well, right, and if you offload some of those contracts that you got that you have on, like I think all the contracts for the most part, other than Serge Ibaka. Kyle Lowry's even a little bit inflated, but I understand overpaying a point. You need to have a good point guard to have a chance to win in the NBA. So, If you got OG and Surge for Dang and Jimmy. Oh. Uh, I actually like, I think there would have to be something else to make the money work, but if like that's what we're initial conversation. Yeah, the, the T-Wolves would have to take on a little bit more money to make that work. But I see what you're – yeah, I see where you – they'd almost have to offload Teague too. But anyway, uh, they. Yeah, the King's I coming. hear you, man. It's um, it's very interesting. But can we talk about Cat? Well, so there's the Cat piece. There's also the Wiggins, Stephen Jackson <laughs> component yeah, that, we, that we missed out on. That's the only thing you I was I, mad about. The, like that I, news literally broke a day after our, our we did the episode last week. Was the, I just was here for the Stephen Jackson Wiggins stuff? Yeah, which can you believe how? Like, Stephen Jacks was very kind about the whole thing, right? Was it weird how understanding he was of all of this? It wasn't. I don't know if it was really understanding. It was more so sum, of like. Summarize it for people that are listening that might not know what we're talking about. So, essentially, what had happened was Nick Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins' older brother, after the report of Jimmy wanting to be traded, he commented and said retweeted the woe tree and just said hallelujah jimmy went on ig story was doing some very corny ass jimmy shit um which is another piece of this that jimmy thinks that cat is corny makes me laugh because jimmy is a corny motherfucker too uh so he posts a video of him like training on some hill or outdoors somewhere and then basically running towards the camera and turns and goes hallelujah and uh, then Nick Wiggins, I forget how it turned, but then essentially J- J- Stephen Jackson inserted himself into this. Um, it was critical of Nick Wiggins' comment, but then it turned to being critical of basically saying that if I'm Andrew Wiggins, I'm telling my brother to take that off and not to do anything. And it turns into this where Nick, the Wiggins brothers are calling Steven Jackson a bum 
and Steven Jackson, Nick Wiggins is saying that Steven Jackson only averaged like six points a game. It wasn't very good, which not a very smart thing on Nick Wiggins' part. Nope. Like, do like a little homework. Like Steven Jackson played in the league 15 years, um, and probably to this point has had a better career than either of those w- the Wiggins brothers combined. Um, and, I mean, Steven Jackson just basically was like, listen, you don't want the smoke. And Steven Jackson is in the all-time team of easily top 15 guys of you don't want the smoke from. Like, dude has lived a very tough, very – I mean, all you have to do is watch Mouse Palace. Like, that, he is about that more than a lot of other dudes. There's a lot of guys that talk a big game, but Steven Jackson will throw down. He will mess you up. Uh it's just not that he's on the all-time you-don't-want-the-smoke team. Uh, I think, though, Steven Jackson was the kind of – basically his response was really on the side of reminding them that or just being like, hey, I'm – don't want to go down this road with me because if you do, it will not end well for you. So he was nice in that way, but it was, it was, it was said in a kind of a way of, I'm going to tell you this once – and we're going to be clear on this. And if you don't pick up on this, then it's then we're going to... I mean, if you don't get this message, I'll send you a message. It's a little bit more direct. And you'll definitely get where I'm at with that one. Well, it was my interpretation of it. So, yeah, nice in the way of he's like, I see you don't understand who you're dealing with here. I'm going to give you an out right now. If you don't take it, I... I'm sorry, but that you get the one strike kind of rule with with a dude like Steven Jackson. It uh, is just hilarious to me that I remember honestly, man. I woke up. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Had to go to the bathroom as most people do, or like maybe this is weird. But red-blooded American male with a grab my, healthy grab my phone. Mm-hmm. Grab my grab my phone. Got to oh, like, yeah. got to catch up on some stuff. You know, time is money, and wow. Andrew Wiggins is feuding with Steven Jackson. Uh, never the thought Steven that Jackson I, video was hilarious, though. Never thought that I was going to be having to dive into something like that. So, shout out to Andrew Wiggins for at least like making things exciting. Because I haven't eh. been excited about anything you've had to do. I'm with giving all the while. credit to Steven Jackson. I'm not giving the Wiggins brothers needed to just. Hey, you started leave this podcast hating on Minnesota. I, I would expect nothing less. I I just I, I think you've got to. If I if I know about that Stephen J, like I just I don't understand how you can be that far removed of of not understanding the the history of with some of these other guys and these veteran dudes. And there's certain guys, yeah, that are real easy to pick on, or if they they talk shit to you, go for it. But that's not that's not one of those dudes that I'm, I'm not even close. The minute Steven Jackson says something or says something about me, I'm not responding to it. I'm just gonna let that let him have his piece and move on. There'd be plenty of other guys around that that have TV jobs and in front of cameras that are pretty often that I would gladly call out and challenge on on stuff. But Steven Jackson's not one of those dudes. Um, no, I like but, Steven Jackson. Other than, you know, the malice of the palace was not a good look. Uh, I have I'm not holding that against I mean, you me. can't argue that it's not a good look. Don't tell me that. 
It's not a good look. It's just who he is. I, it's, it's not really one of those things for me. It's it's. I mean, Stephen Jackson's. I I I have a pretty good understanding. If you've never even met Stephen Jackson, just everything I do know about him, I think I have a pretty good understanding of what kind of dude that is, and that alone I'm good with. So, the cat piece though, the yeah, third real the quick, third tier. I don't, of I, don't this. I don't think there's a ton to break down here. If you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, you're you're handing out that you got to get something extension. good. You have to have some good news. Yeah, this was uh, this was nice. It, uh, one one fun Minnesota note. I was uh, I was at a bar watching the Iowa Wisconsin games, which you know that's a whole different thing. But was watching that game, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, a guy across the bar like screams, "Cat, cat signed his extension!" and like tries to high five his girlfriend, who clearly has no idea what he's yeah. what he's talking about. Gives which? two shits about it. And I was like, this is very on brand for Minnesota and, and being a T-Wolves fan. But that's how I learned of the news. So uh, I was like, wow, that's great. And so I looked it up, and it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. I but uh, who, I would never get that. I don't. That's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack. With oh, that, you, that wouldn't, you wouldn't get guy. that excited? You wouldn't get that excited if Fred Hoiberg signed an extension with the Bulls? It wouldn't be a sign of relief. It wouldn't be a <laughs> be jacked. I'd just be like, thank God. Like, all right, he made it to contract number two. Uh, no, oh, if I LeBron would, I James signed with the Bulls. That would be an exception to to the rule, but I wouldn't be. Ex- I'm saying if a guy re-signed like Cat, like of course he was going to re-sign. Sure, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Of of, uh, but I would also know my audience. I, that, that's really more the key of it. Know your audience, like. If you're in a public place like that, just like you could kind of smile or do a little ooh. I mean, if I mean, I I will say coming off the Khalil Mack trade, I was uh, that's probably the closest, but that was a surprise I wasn't expecting. It's it, it's more of that. I don't think a, a cat resigning with the T Wolves is the fist pump, ask your girlfriend for a high five moment. Which also he was restricted, so like he exactly. Was T-Wolf. He know was your know your for. For at least four more years, and now we got him for five. So, everything all right over there? We're just trying to get dogs off couches. <laughs> we found uh, if I had a dollar every time I've heard that. Uh, let's move on to media day, PJ. So, uh, I this is you know what a thing it's become. There, are, there, are a lot of things it's, happen. You, you've definitely kept up with this more than I have in the last few days, I think. But there's one thing that has really circulated a lot, and yeah, uh, everyone's I'm heard gonna, it by now. I'm going to let you have. The, I'm going to let you have the floor. Well, so while I, I saw because this, it, well, I need to re-pull this back up. Uh, so there's one thing about I'm making it one slight prediction that like I think media day is NBA media is getting to be like too big. Now, um, like it's almost getting close to where you're gonna get to like a more wide net, or like in some of the bigger teams, like you kind of saw it with the LeBron thing. Maybe this is just LA media stuff that I'm having to retrain myself and learning because the Lakers have been a little as a, a side sideshow up until like last year, even with Lonzo, but like there's almost a uh like Super Bowl media day silliness that's like starting to creep into NBA media day. 
where you just have a lot of you have outlets that don't normally cover the league and aren't always around that are starting to get involved a little bit and just aren't really for better term and it, it does transition to to what we're about to talk about because the uh there's just there's a little bit of a silliness or just like a out of touch factor to with with some of this that I'm more and more wondering like what me as the NBA I think is going to continue to become more popular and more people are going to want to uh consume the NBA um but that leads us to this which I have some criticism of the question that led up to this uh this response but if you've been living under a rock and didn't catch any of the Toronto Raptors meet today, you missed a, a gem of a, a clip here. Um, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> So let me put it one more time because I'm realizing this, there's a little bit. I think the question's in here. Yeah, it's uh, Doug Smith, a Toronto Star. Kawhi, um, I'm just here off to your right. Uh, a lot of people up here don't know much about you. Can you? How would you describe yourself, and what would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he hasn't talked to the media in like six plus months. It's almost like he's never he's never laughed before uh, that very moment. Uh, he uh, So yeah, that was Kawhi. Yeah, before we get to the Kawhi piece, though, that's what I'm like. That question is a terrible question. As Mr. Yes. Journalist over here, like, just describe yourself to me. Like, that is a, a terrible, like, describe yourself and tell us something fun about you. What? He's not doing a job interview or doing some sort of, like, icebreaker. It's Kawhi freaking Leonard. I mean, I know we don't know anything about him, but, um, like, even just you could have been like, Kawhi, what have you enjoyed doing since you moved to Toronto? Like away from the basketball court, anything. If you want to try to get into the inside of who this dude is, but so not a very good question, especially for like a super awkward guy like Kawhi, um, who him saying I'm a fun guy is maybe more. I may have enjoyed that. Which like, also part. you got to you got to you got to see him say that because he looks like he. There's a kind of a silence afterwards, and he just looks like he's gonna kill someone. I don't think he's even killed. He's just like I don't know. I've never been asked like, describe my. He's like, like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm a fucking robot. Like, why would you want me to describe myself? I don't have that software capability. I don't. I don't. How am I supposed to describe myself other than I'm Kawhi Leonard? Like, you're not supposed to know anything about me. So yeah, him saying I'm a fun guy though in the beginning was, I thought that alone was like worth the clip, and then that. And then we get the laugh, my friend. That laugh is so funny in every which way. It's the most like painfully incredible 
gift that Kawhi is giving. If, if, if that is what we got out of all the Kawhi stuff, of this whole drama, I'm over, it's, it was worth it. You know, I, I cannot believe that he, I mean, but it's exactly what you think. Would you expect Kawhi to sound any different, like trying to laugh or trying to show any emotion? I, I never would have thought that, and I also never would have been able to come up with this laugh either. I, I just, it's, it, it hits the nail so, so flush on the head. Uh, wow. I, I, I <laughs> you just got to laugh, PJ. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so one more time, just yeah. with it. We just got to. We just gotta hit this 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 guy one more time because I mean it's it is unforgettable and it is gonna be probably a clip that gets played to nauseum. I've already used it a few times in in just interactions. It is it is something. It's there really wasn't too much. I mean, I know we're gonna talk about one other thing that I had really a, a strong opinion on, but um. Like that was that was the king of, of the highlights of, of media day for sure. I, uh, I I don't I there's not really a second there's not really a close second. This the are we gonna talk about the old Enos Cantor next? Yeah, I was gonna say I open with this, but that was definitely yeah that was a dude trying to. Hard. That's a dude a little force. Oh, that was a dude trying to get clicks, and he knew he was just trying to literally have us talk about it, and that's why I kind of almost like. Don't want to acknowledge it. That was just like, dude, you're trying so hard, and please stop. He is he's really got annoying the shit. Like, he has become so hateable. Yep. In so many ways. And he's just like a like a weird it's a weird thing to go for. I don't know why. Like I don't know why this is the lane he's he's chosen to kind of take. Is this like really shitty wrestling, like he, this really shitty heel dude of just not being very accomplished? Like, just is it's weird. It's like a bad. It's like he's like the third Lopez brother. He's like doing a bad Lopez brother type of bit that's not funny. Yeah, I mean the quote itself is funny, but it did not. It's it not fun. I didn't think it was that. F- what do you think about making the playoffs? My nipple it gets my nipples hard. You think you're gonna make the play? Like, I mean, that's just the whole. I just thought the whole thing was stupid. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's pretty stupid. It's not as. It's definitely not as good as Kawhi. So it sounds like this- a middle something like a middle schooler would say. Honestly, like if I asked, oh my nipples got hard. Oh, like got him, guys. Right? Like should have just. I mean. He's an intelligent dude. That's like part of it. I think Enos Kansas is kind of an intelligent guy. So it just, it, it doesn't seem like a very funny, like original. It's just not, whatever it is, it's not a very creative answer on his part. No, it certainly wasn't. But what we should talk about is, uh, we should probably talk about our uh, non NBA segment of the week. Non NBA segment of the week, where we talk about things other than basketball, and we still need a real name for the segment. I mean, non NBA segment of the week isn't 
terrible, right? It's a little bit too on the nose for my liking. Okay, so I'm going to let you come up with a new name for that. We could also just start to talk about it more organically. <laughs> okay. Well, you wanted to be... Okay, PJ. <laughs> I've broken I'm, him. I've broken him. <laughs> I, pro- I probably deserve this given my Spurs call out for yeah, last week. But. Yeah. Sure do, buddy. <laughs> uh... Thank you. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you give out a few. Alright. So what I wanted to bring up was other iconic laughs in the world and, and to try to figure out where Kawhi's uh falls in this because I do think he is in a, a upper echelon. Uh, so I went through a few. I wanna get your takes on these. So one of the iconic laughs I could think of. Uh, Mr. Jeff Goldblum, if you go off of uh, old Jurassic Park, uh, that specific. I mean, I guess he does it in uh, Thor 2, right? I believe so. I mean, he's. It, I guess Solid. it's just like his laugh. It's not really. A, yeah, I don't think. I don't think it's like a fake laugh. It's just that's his laugh, right? Let's see if we can get a. We got a clip for it, just in case someone needs to know. This is um, the next one would be the uh, uh, Mr. Eddie Murphy's laugh, um, which should I just play a cla- like a little clip of all of these so people know? Sure. All right. We don't we don't have these are licensed. We can actually do these, but this is not him. There it is. <laughs> it is good. Balance yourself. Okay, here we go. So, there's Eddie Murphy. Um, the, uh, which, like, those are, those in my opinion are the two, uh, two, like, upper echelon ones as far as, like, laughs I could hear. This is probably... Uh, number three for me, as far as if I just heard it, I would know exactly what it is. This is, uh-oh, uh-oh. This is what happens when you're following up clips on YouTube, Ultra. You get these unwanted ads. Top wife out there. That, folks, would be the uh, Janice from Friends Laugh, I think is, is probably up there. Um, there's the Seth. I'm not gonna pull up the rest of these. This is these aren't pulling up as quickly as I thought they would. But other ones I had was Seth Rogen's laugh, Nick Offerman. Um, the I guess all of the Joker laughs. Like each one of I think between like Jack Nicholas, Nicholson, Heath Ledger, uh, even the Mark Hamill cartoon one. 
But where do you think, I guess, of all these, like, I, I think of, for me, like, it's Eddie Murphy and Jeff Goldblum are two. And if I had to pick one, like, Eddie Murphy is is got the one that's, like, king as far as just recognizable. The one that makes me laugh the most is anytime Nick Offerman laughs. Like, that is oh. the most contagious laugh, I think. You're talking Parks and Rec, though. Yes. So I don't but he, but it's, like, his know, actual laugh, that, I think. I have no idea. I think it is. I'm like, because I've heard it is like his stand up. I, I saw him do stand up like he did it. I just don't know if he just like pulled it, but I think it's, which I'll play that one for like, I think that's just for this segment of my argument. It's, it's kind of contagious. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's just on okay. a loop, but. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. You have laughing right I hear it. It's great. It's a, uh, it's a top Parks notch one. That's like gotta Park, be my favorite. Parks are great. So I don't have any of these queued up, but uh, some other ones that I, I think are definitely worth mentioning is uh, uh, Ricky Gervais, is a classic. I don't know if I. Oh, we're gonna have to. You, Ricky Gervais has a good laugh. Yeah. So throw it back to uh, you know the Here's British one. office. Here. Yeah. You've eaten it, just try to find your way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. It's better to be. Well, no, they say. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Will Smith and Denzel were the other two that I had. Denzel has a, a laugh that he breaks out occasionally in movies that sounds like he's going to murder someone. Like uh, in like training the training day, day one? Yeah. <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't. Hmm. What was your other one? Will Smith. Yeah, move. I don't see. These aren't red. Like fresh. Like what are we talking about with Will Smith? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. All right. four years. That? It's a little cynical. No, it's a little cynical. That, was, that wasn't a great example. Alright. I'm not sure I I'm not sure I agree with like Oh, I'm I'm definitely picking up that you do not agree with me on these. I, I don't I, I do need you to try to try harder. Sell me on these a little bit more, buddy, because I I'm I'm like the Eddie Murphy one is is like top notch just of as far as oh this is not gonna be let's see yeah so that's that's a better that yeah yeah that's a better <laughs> yeah that well, shouts to YouTube for providing all of those clips for us. Yeah, I mean the Will Smith one. I, I probably is your best offer of that you've uh, provided to this podcast today. So, wasn't a complete wow. loss of a segment. This early part of this segment is by far the worst one we've done so far. I, I, I'm uh, uh, yeah, nothing. No one's really gonna laugh. Maybe be laughing at us when they listen to this because well, uh, could have. That's why we're pre. This is preseason, dude. Is it? It is. It literally mm-hmm. is preseason. 
Mm. All right. Maybe we'll just, just talk it up to Tuesday, man. I guess the bad Tuesday. Tuesday I lost my tough. I lost my barber today, so we're we're kind of not Wait, much to laugh about. It's raining here. Yeah, he's moving on, so I'm, I'm in crisis mode. I looked like I got a haircut like a couple your, weeks back. Did, did your barber die or is he moving? No, he's moving on to a different <laughs> shop. He's going to his shop out of the suburbs. I, okay. I All lost right. my barber. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I honest, honest, had no idea if you were saying he I died. guess how I phrased that, you would good think he died, but it feels he like he died. On. Yeah, he's, he's going out I to the suburbs. I lost my barber today. He's moving on. <laughs> to the afterlife. No, to a different shop. It's out, like, not in the city. So, I like, there's not a... He's passed. <laughs> yeah, he's passed by my hair. I mean, luckily, yeah, I got a good haircut a couple weeks back that will ride out. But I might just grow this bad boy out for the summer. Until, and yeah, I'm, so I'm a free agent right now on uh, my hair. So I have to... I probably am going to go back to the same barber shop, though, and try out a different dude, but... I mean, I had three years strong chemistry with my guy Peter, and now we're now I'm lost. Sorry, man. Um, we got a. So, I feel gotta, vulnerable. We got a few things that we got to hit on before we leave here. Sure. So Shaq. The and Shaq and Dwight beef. beef. Yeah. Yep. So, was so a, this this all started from initial tweet Shaq had out. It was Instagram. And then, right? uh, oh, thank you on instagram wrong social media account thank you for correcting me there pj and dwight howard responded from well, a post from Shaq. because it was Am I already uh, butchering this well wasn't it wasn't it from that like what that that like like dwight was on the wild wild and out yep that is the clip and then Shaq just goes damn uh damn lol dwight responded Shaq we can have a roast battle if you want I got 10 in the chamber for you lol Shaq responded I only got champions little man I only battle champions little man you ain't in my division you and Barkley's division focus on getting that ring brother um, so Shaq once again of course could not take a chance at not sliding against Charles Barkley and all this who's the casualty uh that kind of sucks for for I feel bad I feel bad for Charles because Shaq is just that's like gonna be his default response to everything. And I don't really like that. It's kind of lame, but not really a ton of a beef. But it seems interesting that um, if I were Sha- focused on getting that ring, brother, he's playing on the Wizards. I don't really. Think anyone's really put in the has put the Wizards in a conversation as far as like contending this year in the East? Well, no. I I'm, also do you know Dwight reason, Howard's tatted up? No. But yeah, the pictures from the uh, from Wash from the Wizards media. He's got some tattoos now. I did not know that. I saw Lonzo got a lot of tattoos, but yeah, I uh, I mean, I think this is more speaking to. Shaq saying that you know he's had a couple of rings and Dwight shouldn't even be talking to him essentially. He's but, not, but, uh, but he's not even. Yeah, I guess that's fine. But also, just you got to put, a, you gotta put Charles warning, Barkley. Just a warning. We, I think that the last two years we've bet 
bet on the Wizards. I'm not sure about division winners and uh, finishing with a certain over-under. The last two years, I know that two years ago we bet on the Wizards to win their division as well. And they hit. It was close. But I'm just, for some reason, always high on the Wizards. So just keep me in check when we we lock those bets in place because... I'm not a man well, to be trusted when it comes to the Washington Wizards, but this whole beef is just so silly. It's like I do. You're I get what you're saying about Charles Barkley. Like Charles Barkley does not does not. It's not fair to put him in the same category as Dwight Howard. Should have put him in the Eric Dampier category. That would have yes. been a better bring back that that dish shack throw slander more Eric Dampier. Yes, hundred percent. I'm all here for that. Uh, the other thing that. <laughs> And this is this is a fun one. This is a good idea by you, but uh, really the I don't know if I w- we want to do the all I forgot that guy changed teams team, but it's definitely we should rattle off some guys that that I I at least had completely forgotten that who'd you forget teams because I didn't really have too many. I so just had Mark, one in particular that was like a very personal one for me that I forget Tony Parker switched to Charlotte Hornets constantly even though we mentioned this last podcast it's just like i automatically goes out of my head and i assume he's a spur and now he's a hornet it was weird mario, seeing him in the, it was weird seeing him in the hornets jersey for sure mario mario hazonia with the Knicks was another we talk, one we talked about and him recently so that's another one though like i just can't that i assume he's a uh he plays for the Orma- seeing Magic. rondo in a lakers jersey was weird to me but it wasn't one that i forgot uh, necessarily, I remembered. Like I mean, <laughs> that all the, who could forget any of the Lakers signings after this season, this off season. Um, and then the other one, uh, Boogie on the I, Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't forget that one. Um, I mean, those are the two big. Did the, you? The two. Do you see the comment started. Boogie had about him not having talked to Clay <laughs> until they saw each other at media day? No way. Yeah. He said it was the first time they had talked since he signed. <laughs> He's like, wow. I'm, it's going to be fun. It was like kind of a joking whatever thing. I mean, they, it's not like there's anything there. But, yeah, dude, seeing those five guys lined up together uh, was was quite quite a thing. That just really – it really just set in to see those the five of those dudes even just even though i know we got some time before we we actually see boogie uh it's still pretty crazy yeah it's gonna be i know boogie's yeah boogie's not gonna play at the beginning of the year don't know when he's gonna come back but when he is back if we get 70 yeah i'm taking 60 percent boogie if we see that version of Boogie on this team, 60% of last year's Boogie on this team, they're going to be unstoppable. They were pretty unstoppable already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're um, going to be the team like I – it's almost like I don't I, – I do think they will be more engaged this season than they were last year because of – I think so too. Because, because of, of the, the younger guys on that bench and because of him. And I just think it will be – they were pretty – they were a pretty boring, great team last year. Like I really, it was. They were going through the motions. I think a lot of us were going through some Warriors fatigue. I think this, it's kind of reinvigorated. It. I mean, well, I think we'll be have the LeBron hype. We'll obviously be king right at first with the Lakers, but 
I think once we, we get around to big boy basketball and talking, the Warriors will actually be kind of a fun, engaging like team this year to think about more. Obviously, they're going to still be great, but the new cast of some of the newer pieces or the, those younger guys that are going to have to rely on a little bit. Uh, it will, yeah, I'm I'm, pr- I'm proud of us that we haven't talked about them that much. Well, we got to say there's not really anything to talk about right now with them. There's a lot more interesting things going on, but um, on a, a reason I'm proud of myself is this particular guy who I do not like at all is always been one of my least favorite NBA players and will continue to be. But uh, so this is a very personal note. Uh, did not know, kind of missed the idea that Jared Dudley was on the Nets. Guy really just, I've always kind of known just be like, I'm going to dislike that team because Jared Dudley's on them. Uh, See, I was like, I was disliked him until I, he was on, I mean, he's very media centric and on a lot of podcasts and stuff. And I've liked him since I've listened. He's been on Woj's pod a lot. Yeah. He's been on with Zach Lowe. He's, yeah. I've disliked him a lot less since he's been on with them, but. I see what you're. I see what he's you're a pro saying. dude. I mean, that's the only fine, reason dude. that I've been revisited with that is that instantly after seeing that the Nets were on one of Jimmy's landing places, I looked up their roster and saw uh, that. Yeah, I didn't. Look he up was the on Nets there at all until I, I just saw a picture of the Nets media stuff and I was like, oh shit! I'm yeah. glad I didn't. I'm glad I missed that one. I'm glad I didn't. I wasn't that. That knowledge was in my head that I, I wouldn't have been able to name what team he was on. Uh, at this point, I mean. Outside that, I do wish, uh, speaking of more slander, I, I wish I didn't know that Ersan Ilyasova was on the Bucks, But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... He's going to get all of my frustration. All of it's it. It's not great. I know. It's not he's, great. Honestly, he's probably an upgrade over... This is going to be the nicest thing I've ever said. He's probably <laughs> an upgrade over Tolenovich, who was like garbage for them. All I know is he was good for the Sixers and the bullshit. I've never seen him make a fucking shot still in his life. Any shout outs? Uh, shit. I thought I had two. Hmm. What was I going to shout out this week? Been really bad at these shout outs lately. That I just, uh, they've been kind Oh, uh, I'll do one shout out Hawk my the drunk my drunk baseball uncle Hawk Harrelson did his last game with the White Sox Sunday basically cried the entire ninth inning which was a little hearing a grown man cry is almost worse I think than seeing a grown man cry this yeah. like they didn't really do my guy any favors on <laughs> the uh, just the sound it was just like a man sniffling a lot. It's not um, great. Something, but uh, so it's a very Chicago-centric one. Um, I was already going to shout out the uh, Minnesota Vikings. May they burn in hell. So a negative shout out there. Um, oh, shout out to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers for maybe having the scariest fucking yeah. mascot ever, who looks like Justin Turner from the the Dodgers. Only if his beard extended to his toes. Yeah. Um. And the major shout-out I had this week, now I'm remembering them all, um, is 
uh, well, shout out to Jack, Jacked Up uh, Lowry Markinen. He, uh, to 240 now, really put on some weight. Him and Kyle Kuzma both adding some, adding some muscle this offseason. So. And Lonzo. Lonzo's looking big. Well, I follow, I follow Kyle Kuzma's trainer on Instagram, so I get some Kuzma stuff there. And Kuzma's, I mean, his trainer is fucking like super jacked, but. My main one was old uh, Vance McDonald, the tight end of the uh, stiff arm of the Pittsburgh Steelers for stiff arming the biggest and the shittiest of all NFL safeties. A guy I can't believe is still in the was it Chris Conti? Yes, it was indeed, Mr. Chris Conti, my one of my least favorite football players. A lot of hate at the back end of this episode. I didn't mean for it to end that way, guys, but a lot of. A lot of dancing on the graves of some people I sports-wise. And hate's such a strong word. It's not really true hate. It's more despise or dislike, discontent for... Despise and hate are pretty similar. I have... You think uh, so? I feel like hate is really... Uh, mm. I think... I think despise, despise, uh, despise is pretty hard. <clears throat> yeah, despise is harsh. Yeah. I have I have one shout out and that's uh, to the three remaining N- uh, NFL undefeated teams, yeah. um, the L.A. Rams, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the sure. Miami Dolphins, baby, three and zero. Someone was shit on Ryan Tannehill for uh, heading into Foxborough this week. About to go four and zero, knock off the Patriots. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't get to I don't get to soak this in very often, so it feels be a good. real shame when they lose week six, buddy. Yeah, those bears. We gotta. We, you and I are gonna have a, a wager. On Friendly that. wager. Friendly wager. Friendly wager. Um. All right, PJ. Let's wrap up. Um, I will. I will not be on next week's pod. You will find a replacement. They'll be <laughs> we're, less. We're in a- uh, You'll get along with them better than you did with me, and that's great. Well, you know, you know I just just got to say, when I think about the Dolphins being the Patriots, buddy. <laughs> All right. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, fuck me. That's the that's one of the best ones. Tommy Wiseau, one of the best laughs ever. Oh, damn it. I'm silly, guys. I'm sorry. I failed. Do go ahead with the stuff, buddy. I'm done. I'm out. You're calling it? I'm calling it. That was the one I missed up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, PJ will be back next week. Uh, yeah, I'll be better. I'll be better next week, guys. Ho- hopefully. I'm distraught. Not, hopefully it's not too much of a disaster, but check us out at the point That's offensive. I'm messing with you. Send us questions. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, haven't seen a ton of responses from you guys, so we'd love some questions or feedback from you. <laughs> I'm just going to play this whole uh, time. Uh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Leave us a rating on review. <laughs> Leave us a, ra- a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. <laughs> uh, and I'll talk to you when I get back. PJ will talk to you next week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>